1: You're listening to 105.9 The Region and welcome to On The Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif.
2: Good morning, Tina.
1: Now, we're still in the early days of January, but is it too early to look ahead to the spring market?
2: It really isn't, Tina. And if you think about how the market has changed over the last 10 years, the spring market seems to be getting earlier and earlier. So we used to start seeing activity peak April, May, and we started that you know, going into March, and then it was going into February. And last year, if you remember, we started off the heat of the market around January the 15th. And January and February both were phenomenal months for real estate sales. And the reason is people are trying to get the jump on their competition. So not only listings people want to get on the market before the rest of their neighbors do, but buyers want to get the jump on other buyers because they feel that if they wait, there may not be enough inventory to satisfy all the buyers. So as inventory comes on the market, you're going to see buyers race to try and scoop it up.
1: Now, I do remember January 2020, and I remember getting a text from you saying, I sold the first house of 2020. And I couldn't believe it. I thought, this is New Year's Day. Are you kidding me? And you were already at it and in the field very early on in 2020. Feeling the same this year?
2: It really is. We, we haven't stopped. I, I mean, I'm thinking back to appointments that we had booked for New Year's Eve because our buyers wanted to get into these homes. And even though I said, hey, it's New Year's Eve, people may not want to let us in, they said, it may not last. And they're talking about one day or two days that it may not last. That's how scared buyers are right now, that the home that they want will get sold overnight. And that's why there's, there's been a flurry of activity, even you know, heading through the uh, the New Year break, And as the year started off, it's been absolutely crazy in terms of uh, activity on the market.
1: So can I ask you, do you think that the trend is, is changing, that things are changing, that there isn't going to be a traditional spring market, that just like, you know, people are working from home and they're always on, do you think that's also going to apply to the real estate sector?
2: It really is. And, you know, the, the main factor here is people have a lot more disposable income than they've been used to in previous years because they haven't been traveling. They haven't been spending it on movies or dinners. So they have a lot of money that they've saved up, and they're looking at their space that they're living in and saying, hey, I'm working from home. My kids are at home doing online schooling. I really need more space. I have an extra thirty or $40,000. Let me see what the bank will give me in terms of a mortgage, and maybe it's time to make that move.
1: And if someone isn't considering making the move, but maybe wants to make an investment, would your advice be to them, now is the time?
2: Now is certainly the time. If you look at the way average price has been increasing, if you're one of the armchair investors that has been sitting around trying to time the market, and every year your opportunity cost goes up, which means... You're losing thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars every year because that's what the average price increase has been. And that is enough to drive some investors out of the market if they don't purchase. So investors, if you're sitting around waiting to time the market, this is the best time. I mean, the best time was last year, but uh, you know the second best time would be right now to get into the market because without an influx in supply. We're going to start to see prices appreciate at a larger scale than we've seen before.
1: If someone is considering listing their home in the coming days, weeks, months, what do you suggest that they should be doing right now to prep that home to sell?
2: I would say declutter it, make it as impersonal as possible, and get it on the market. Right now with not a lot of inventory, you don't have to do too much to your home, but you need to do enough to make it stand out from the neighbours and get that traffic through your home. So the best thing you can do, and, and we were talking to people, Tina, at the end of December, you know, the first week of January, the first few days, and and they were already planning to get their homes on the market, even though they may have wanted to wait until April or May, they were already planning to hit the market. Uh, you know, one couple is going to list their Uh, home right after the uh, the 10th or 11th of January. So they have been preparing over the last two weeks and they're ready to go. So you're going to have a lot of neighbours that are in that same position and you want to beat them to the punch.
1: Okay, we're ready to go as well. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, when is the right time to refinance your mortgage? This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm Station Manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties, and he has today's guest.
2: Thank you, Tina. Joining us is Mohit Masan, and Mohit is with DLC Affinity Mortgage Solutions. And and actually, I should say, Tina, he's the award-winning Mohit Masan. He's won the... DLC Sales Achievement Award for the last three consecutive years. Mohit, welcome.
3: Thank you so much also, how are you?
2: Great, thank you for joining us.
3: You're most welcome, thank you for having me.
2: We're, uh, we're in to the uh, new year now, 2021, and how are you finding applications? And we had an offline chat that people were refinancing their homes and using the equity that they've built up over 2020 and in the last few years. And they have a lot of options.
3: Absolutely. I'm seeing a lot of that, Asif. Uh, So as you know, uh, 2020 was a great year for real estate. And uh, prices went up. There were a lot of transactions. So all those homeowners uh, have seen their prices go up exponentially. And now they have more equity than before. And a lot of them are tapping into that equity by refinancing the mortgage. And they're using that money for uh, various purposes, one of them being uh, buying a new property.
1: So let's take a step back a little bit for someone like me. What exactly is mortgage Mm -hmm. refinancing?
3: Right. So, Tina, mortgage refinancing is the process of tapping into your home's equity to borrow more money. So, you know, life happens and opportunities present themselves, right? So this is a proven method of ensuring that you have the cash available to fund any emergencies or even explore new and exciting opportunities like buying an investment property.
2: And buying an investment property, that sure does, you know, send off uh, some alarm bells with people because they're really nervous about it and they feel that they need to have cash sitting around in order to make this purchase. But you were saying how Equity in your home is like hidden money. And if they can tap into that at a very low rate, as we're seeing right now, that's a great way for them to become investors.
3: It absolutely is, Asif. So you're right about that. There is a misconception that you need to have cash sitting around in your bank account to be able to buy an investment property. That's not really the case. Uh, I have seen a lot of new investors tapping into their home's equity And all of their down payment for the investment property is coming from their refinance. So, you know, like I said, there have been instances where people have had to not take any money at all from their bank account or their savings. And everything has come from their home's equity.
1: And how does one determine if there is this additional equity in their home and how much is that equity worth?
3: Sure. Uh, There are various ways of knowing that. So a good start would be to talk to your real estate agent and see what the comparables are in your neighborhood because that will give you a ballpark of what your property should be worth. So I'd say the first thing should always be to contact your real estate agent. Uh, And once you know a ballpark, the banks would generally fund up to 80% of your appraised property value. So to take an example, if your property was worth a million dollars, then the banks are willing to go up to as much as $800,000. We deduct your current outstanding balance, let's say if it's $500,000 for your current mortgage, and you have about $300,000 in hand. Now, mind you, there are some other expenses that you need to account for as well, but I'm just giving a simple explanation of how it works.
1: And
2: that's a great point, because if you have two or $300,000 equity and you're purchasing a a brand-new condo, maybe from a builder, that's probably worth about 700000 and putting down 20%, that's only $140,000. And you're borrowing right. that for maybe 2%, 2.5%. But when this condo was built in three years, it
3: may make you $140,000 already. Of course. And, and the rates are extremely low right now, Asif. So uh, just to your point, uh, you know, when you refinance your mortgage and if you were to, let's say, go for a variable rate mortgage, rates are as low as 1.7%. So it's it's a great time for people who've been thinking about uh, refinancing and maybe putting that money towards an investment property. This is perhaps the time to do it.
1: And what about our listeners who already have a mortgage and then are considering breaking it? Are there not penalties or fees that may not make it worth your while?
3: Right. So, yes, There are prepayment penalties if you were to break your mortgage, but there are alternatives available. So when I speak with the client for the first time, we always ascertain what their uh, current outstanding mortgage balance is. Uh, I always recommend that they speak with their current bank to find out what the penalty is. But let's say if the penalty was too steep, there are options of adding a home equity line of credit behind your current mortgage. So in that case, you don't have to break your mortgage at all And now you're placing a second uh, source of financing, which can be used towards, uh, you know, buying the investment property. And, Mohit, people have heard that, you know, with refinancing
2: comes a a set of charges. So there could be a discharge fee, an appraisal fee, legal fee. How much are people looking at in terms of a ballpark figure for, say, a discharge fee, appraisal fee, and a a legal fee? Now, you've just covered that there may not have to be a discharge fee, but how do
3: we get a a ballpark figure on this cost? Sure. Uh, So that's a great question. Now, uh, if we were to discharge uh, the mortgage, if we were to completely discharge it and place a new one, then most lenders would charge you a discharge fee, which is generally a couple of hundred dollars. You know, I've seen people charging in the ballpark of between 350 and $500 uh, for discharging the mortgage. Uh, on top of that, you have to consider an appraisal fee for uh, your current property as well as the investment property because the lender wants to make sure that, um, you know, their collateral is marketable and it is the right value. Uh, now, this appraisal can be covered by the lender. So, there are programs available with lenders from time to time, Uh, which helps uh, borrowers cover their appraisal fee as well as the legal fee. So uh, you can, you know, the banks will recommend their own lawyer who would be closing on behalf of the bank as well as the borrower, and the cost for that lawyer would be covered by the bank.
2: And last question before we let you go, how long does it take for someone to be able to tap into their equity and, get that money in their account so that they can use it for an investment property?
3: It's not a very long process, to be honest with you, Asif. So as soon as I have all the documents that I need to proceed and put the application together, I generally have an approval within three to five business days, and then we can try to fulfill all the conditions within the next week or something. So effectively speaking, people, from the date of application, we can have funds in the borrower's account, in less than 20 to 25 days.
2: That's amazing. Mohit, if people want more questions, and I know a lot of our listeners are going to be calling you on this, how can they reach you, and what's the best way to get a hold of you?
3: Sure. So uh, they can send me an email at mortgages at com, or they can also give me a call at 647-709-2117. Again, that's 647-709-2117.
2: We we'll had great conversation and perfect timing as we head into uh, mid-January for people that are thinking of investing. Thanks for joining us.
3: Thank you, Asif. Thank you, Tina. Take care.
1: Take care. When we come back, your questions for Asif Khan. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for listener questions. And the first one, this week, comes from John in Markham. He wants to know if now is a good time or too risky to consider an investment property. Asif, what do you think?
2: John, great question, and I hope you are listening to the first part (laughs) because uh, a lot of those um, answers were in Mohit's uh, analogy of what's happening in the uh, investment market and people taking advantage of the equity in their homes. So it is a great time, especially if you're looking at a condo downtown. It's a you've got a window of probably about six weeks or so to you know scoop up a, a condo or two and be able to use your equity to do that. Uh, makes a lot of sense. You're not touching your your own money, and and what you're borrowing for is going to be a phenomenal rate. So. Again, great time. Would love to chat with you on what you're thinking for an investment property and uh, set up a, an investment portfolio for you.
1: And how does that initial conversation go, Asif? What do you talk about in those first and early days of considering an investment property?
2: We talk about the why and, and you know, what, what does an investment property mean to the purchaser? And is this a a long-term investment, a short-term investment? We try to put together a three-year, five-year, and 10-year plan so that we can build an investment portfolio for our clients. And by that, I mean a lot of people are looking at investment properties right now because you make money on them through rental income, and you also make money on equity. So if they're looking at this as a retirement strategy, you want to be able to replace your income with income from the investment properties. And suppose you're making $70,000 or $100,000 and you need at least thirty or $40,000 cash to live the same lifestyle that you're living right now. We want to be able to put together a portfolio that's going to be able to generate that for you. And these are the discussions that we have. And then we uh, put a plan together and get going.
1: All right. Our next email question comes from Celia in Thornhill. She wants to know about the average price for a one-bedroom condo in York Region compared to downtown Toronto.
2: Celia, really great question again.
1: And you know, it's, you're going to get,
2: if you're looking at price per square foot, downtown Toronto right now, there's builders charging between 16 dollars and $1,800 a square foot. And if you're looking in York Region, you're probably gonna be able to pick something up for about $1,000 to $1,200 a square foot. So a significant savings. And the other thing that you get in York Region is for the price that you pay, you get larger condos. So you're not getting those 480 square feet or 520 square feet condos for six or $700,000, for six or $700,000. You may even get a, a two bedroom condo which could be close to 800 square feet. So there's a, a lot of differences, parking spots. Some of the York Region condos include parking spots, and if not, they may be $20,000 or $25,000, whereas downtown, there's some buildings charging as much as seventy dollars or $80,000 for a parking spot. So lots of differences. It just depends on the lifestyle and also what this is for, if it's for an investment property or if it's for yourself.
1: And are there still plenty of new build options across York Region?
2: There sure are. Vaughan, Markham, Richmond Hill, they continue to build. And we're even seeing condos being built uh, up north now. So it's not uncommon for you to drive through the region and see a crane that's being used to build a condo right now, whereas back about 10 years ago, it was very rare.
1: Absolutely, and we see those cranes in the air. That's definitely a good sign. Just before we go, this week's hot listing. Asif, what do you have for us?
2: Tina, I have a luxury home to kick off 2021's luxury market from wichert Over 5,000 square feet, and listen to this lot size, 70.7 by 353.87. Wow. A huge lot. So this home is only four years old. It's built on half an acre. It's a premium lot. It's in Ballantray, 10-foot ceilings on the main floor, 9-feet ceilings on the second floor. It's got a gourmet kitchen, a center island, built-in appliances, stone counters, backsplash. This home has it all. You're going to just move in and enjoy. This is built for a multifamily. If you've got your in-laws moving in or your parents moving in or if you want a nanny suite in the basement, it's already
1: done. Okay. Move-in ready. It sounds amazing. 5,000 square feet. How many bedrooms?
2: There is five bedrooms, four upstairs and one in the basement, five bathrooms, and it is just an incredible home.
1: Wow. Sounds phenomenal. If listeners want more information about this property, the list price, who can they contact?
2: The list price is $2,188,000. It's 14 Soma Rum in Woodchurch Stovall, and they can contact Helen Liu at 905 554 5522.
1: And ask if our listeners want to connect with you directly, how can they do that?
2: You know, they can always get me at 416 985 Con. That's 416. 416-
1: And that's our show for this week. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.